You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokele live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for another incredible session of the African Father in America podcast. My name is Simon Javan Okelo, and uh, I am in Seattle, Washington. And today I have a really special guest. I am being joined by my incredible brother, Roger Poland, who is an author and a teacher. Uh, we are going to have an amazing conversation grounded on a Ghanaian proverb. Roger, go ahead and just say hi before we begin. How are you guys doing? How are you guys doing? Good morning, good morning. Excellent, excellent. Thank you. Thank you again for making the time to join us today. For those who are joining us for the first time every day when we gather here for the African Father in America podcast, we also come with an African proverb that grounds our conversation. And so today our proverb is from Ghana and it says that the good mother knows what the children, the good mother knows what her children will eat. The good mother knows what her children will eat. This is going to be uh, the center of our conversation today. And I have three nuggets of wisdom that I am going to share with you uh, around, you know, around this proverb. These nuggets of wisdom were inspired by this proverb. Before I share them, I just want to ask you, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Uh, and also give this video a thumbs up. That's one of the ways that you can support this movement. If you are listening on Clubhouse, I just want you to share the link to this conversation, uh, you know, with three other people, three to five people that can join the conversation today. And uh, also you can join us on the stage because in the next uh, 15 to 20 minutes, we are going to invite you so that you can also share your perspectives on today's wonderful, wonderful conversation. So uh, these are the three nuggets of wisdom that my team and I prepared for you today. And these nuggets of wisdom were inspired by today's proverb. Again, the proverb from Ghana says that the good mother knows what her children are going to eat. Now, the first nugget of wisdom says that, the first nugget of wisdom says that, plan ahead for what you want and need. Plan ahead for what you want and need. Number two, pay attention to the needs of your loved ones. Pay attention to the needs of your loved ones. And then number three, be prepared for anything especially in the world that we live in today, these three nuggets are so relevant. And I will bring on my guest uh, today so that we can also hear a little bit about uh, this, this proverb particularly. I want to hear what Roger has to say about it. Roger, we sent you this proverb, uh, you know, uh, I think maybe a day or so ago. Uh, what is it that came to your mind uh, when you received it? Um, well, for me, just as a high school teacher, I feel like a lot of the times we use words and we don't really trace the, the definition of the words. Like communication is me sending my interpretation or my perspective of what I see to you. And then when we go into Proverbs, I think they're, they're not literal. So when I heard the good mother, right, good denotes a bad mother as well. But um, I say, I tell my students, a mother is different from mom, you know, mother as in mother earth. Um, you, if you want to, if you want to abstract that out, it would be every good mother that has ever been on the earth, and take all of those common characteristics and, and raise that above. So that's that's to me is the good mother. Then knows right. There are different forms of knowing. Like I know that you're in a chair right now. I'm in a chair. Well, you know your chair better than I know that chair, and the person who built that chair knows it better than you. So when we start talking about the good mother, the provider knows, right? And she knows because what do mothers do? They are the only ones who can really truly give birth. So they know uh, from a different level. And then, you know, children would be the spawn of the mother and will. It's not want, it's not can, it's not, it's not uh, like, it's will. Like like the, the preemptive notion that I know more than you. And then eat would be, for me, um, uh, 
bringing in sustenance. And sustenance, we know that it's not only warmth, it's not only nutrition, it's um, it's love, it's admiration, it's care, it's hugs. So the, the good mother, the mother who is, the mom who is aligned with the good mother can can provide her child with what they need before they even know that they need it. Whether they need to be picked up and sang and hugged and coddled, whether they need to be fed, whether they need to be provided for, um, that that's that's what I got out of it. The the when we when we when we bring ourselves and our being and we conform to what's what's natural, what's what's true. Um, just when I had my kids, uh, I have seven year old twins. It's kind of like you know they get delivered and then it's like all right, here you go. You know that yeah, uh, uh, you're off. You know you don't get a manual. You know I think it, I I, just, I say. People have to jump through more hoops to get driver's license than they do to have children. Um, and I think because in, in, in one aspect, a lot of those things are natural if you're really, truly in tune with um, with with Mother Nature, right? With the, with, with the good mother, those things just naturally come out of you. And you can say it's kind of like when you, when you have a friend and you, you, they don't say anything, you just see them and you're like, okay, hold on, what's wrong? You know, you already automatically know through that intuition, through your spirit. So um, that's what I that's what I got out of that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I can tell that you have uh, the spirit of a teacher for sure. And, uh, you know, as you're speaking, I was, you know, my mind was also drifting towards the role of teachers as mothers. You know, you might have male teachers, but they actually not only play the role of uh, father figures, but you know the nurturing spirit of mothers is also represented by by males. You know by people that actually you know extend what you're speaking when you speak about uh, you know mother nature. You know uh, and how mother nature is a provider. You know uh, you know it's hard not to speak about teachers, and so I'm so happy that. Uh, you know, you took the time to be here with us today. So, you know, one of the things I love asking guests uh, that join me for the African Father in America podcast is a story, a childhood story, maybe when you are 8 to 16, something that really um, drives who you are today. I share this same story a lot, uh, and it's because it's really what drives me today. Uh, when I was eight years old, my mother gave me a bicycle and asked me to help distribute milk and bread in our neighborhood. I grew up in a very, very uh, rough neighborhood, one of the, uh, you know, one of the most violent, most unpredictable places. You might live going to buy grocery and you might never come back, you know. And we grew up there and we survived. But it's because of what my mother did that I feel that personally... I am now an entrepreneur, I am a podcaster, I can do so many things because she entrusted me with a bicycle and she gave me stock every day and she said, this is your area, you distribute it, build relationships with these business people and see what happens, you know. I want you to share a similar story because for me, that story is why I love waking up early in the morning, I don't complain at all, you know. Uh, that's why I have this show so early in the morning. It's, you know, 6, 10 a.m. in the morning here in Seattle, Washington. And in fact, a lot of guests don't want to be interviewed for this show because it's too early, you know. <laughs> I want well, you, you to share you with us a story. You don't want what you say, you want what you do. And just to, to touch on a, the point that you made in, in terms of male, female, masculine and feminine aren't male and female. I think we've, we've kind of conflated those issues Feminine would be an internal concept and masculine would be an external, an external, a projecting. So, you know, when I'm speaking, you know, I ask my students this all the time, what is more important, what I think or what I say? It's not, it's, it's both. It's the combination of both. So it's, it's males have a feminine and masculine, females have a feminine and masculine. And of course, for the most part, most males are more masculine, most females are most more feminine, but we both still have two barts. It's, it's all about balance. Um, my story is um, in when I was in seventh grade, um, you know, I was a good student. I went to an IB school um, 
and I played football. I was an athlete. I played basketball, football, baseball, track, I, you know, you name it, I did it. And my grades were, were better than everybody else's on the team, but um, I ended up getting a D in Spanish. And we were in the playoffs. We were in the game right before we went to the Super Bowl. And I didn't tell anybody about it. It was no big deal. And then when my parents, when my dad found out, he, he was like, no, he's not going to play. And I was one of the best players. And the coaches had to come to my house. They sat down. And for two hours, they just had a conversation about how important it was. And, and he wasn't going to budge. And then he finally um, he finally went through with it. And, and my, my parents put a lot of structure on myself and my brothers. And, you know, like I, I, I was an athlete. I wanted to go out and play basketball out, out at the park. Uh, so what did, my, what did my parents do? They bought a basketball hoop and put it right there in front of the yard. Um, and I, I say that to say, you know, for a lot of our kids, uh, the constraints that are put on you aren't put on you to punish you. They're put on you to, to, to reward, not reward you, but to keep you safe, you know, because we don't ever know what is outside the door. We don't know what's in the future. No one can tell that future. And then as a, as, as a mother and a father, as a protector, as a provider, they're older than you. They've lived on the earth longer. They have more information and knowledge than that kid has. So, um, so that was that was my big take back from from for me and my life. And and when I got the head football coaching job, you know, I invited my parents to my first parent meeting, and I I thanked them. You know, the the only thing that we ever do, like, the, what's the most important thing that has ever happened to you in your life? is that you were born, <laughs> you know, if that didn't happen, you wouldn't be here. And then the second most important, and it's not even the second, it's number one, it's the fact that someone took care of you because we, we know this from uh, the Soviet Union. If you put a, a child and you give it food, if you give it water, if you give it warmth, if you give it everything other than human touch, that baby will die. So, um, for, so for me, it was them taking that step and, and holding their ground sometimes when it was hard, you know, giving a giving my my football coaches and Pop Warner a two hour bout about, yo, a D is not like he has all A's and B's in his other classes, but one D is not good enough for my son, and 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 really sticking to those guns, and um, it it made an impact on me on on how I am deliberate and intentional with the things that I do, and and like you're saying. You get up at 6 a.m. You, you know, some days I get up at five. Sometimes I get up at four when I want to work out in the morning. You know, if you if you want to do it, you have to you have to find time to do it. There's only 24 hours in a day. So, um, yeah, that's my that's my story. My shout out to my parents. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's so important uh, for parents to be appreciated. You know, a lot of the time parents parents work, uh, work hard and they forget about themselves. You know, most parents. I'm a parent, you know, you're a parent. And, uh, you know, many children don't realize. When I was a child, I didn't realize how hard uh, my mom and dad actually uh, even worked hard to put up with each other. Live alone, raising you, just putting up with each other was was a full-time work, you know. Uh, especially because my father was a polygamist, you know. So he had to juggle two households, you know. Uh, I didn't realize how complex that was until I had my own household, you know. <laughs> right, right, anyway, right. so uh, this is a great conversation. For those who are just joining us, uh, we are here with Roger Poland, who is a great uh, teacher. He's also an author. He writes, uh, you know, incredible books. And we are just about to jump into, you know, some of the work that Roger is doing but we can't do this without our village and so if you're watching on youtube i want you to make sure you subscribe to the channel and give this video a thumbs up but if you are listening on clubhouse i want you to take a minute join us on the stage but also share the link to this room this clubhouse room share it uh, on twitter uh, and on other platforms so that you can help us grow uh, you know this little village uh, of ours now uh, my brother roger you know, when you think about the work that you've done, uh, I just heard that you are, uh, you know, a, a, a football 
football coach uh, i want you to think reflect on all these great things you've done from being a teacher being a player uh, being a son um until this moment that we are sitting here and just maybe pick three of the things that makes you very very proud that you want to uh, share with us today uh, something that you know when your students uh, listen to this conversation later on they will be like that's the roger i'm speaking about <laughs> <laughs> um my, I think everything comes back down to motivation for me as a football coach, as a teacher. I've, I'm, I'm really, really interested in the fact that people will sit there, just like you said, people will say, oh, I want to get on your podcast. Oh, I really want to do it. Yeah, I want to build this. I want to grow this. But then if you say you have to do it at 6 a.m., all of a sudden things change. And um, uh, so I'm, I'm really interested in how people say one thing and then they do another. So um, what I did is I really started going into the physiological reasons why, like, how does our brain work? Like, we all have a brain. How does it work, right? If you want to motivate yourself, what are the things that you need to do in order to get that done? Um, so, but one of the big things was um, when I first took over as head coach, we weren't a really good team. It was a really, really big team, really, really good team in, uh, in a private school that's over here. And, and what we were able to do was uh, my second year, we, we ended up beating them in a game that was just phenomenal, you know, and, and to, to be able to see, to be able to be a part of something um, that was, that one, people didn't expect, and then two, it was, it was David beating Goliath. Because if you come, come down from it, from the number of kids they had, from the, from the amount of money that they have, for, for every single reason other than the power of belief. So, so being able to see, to cultivate, to move, to grow an environment and a culture and build that. And, and, and when you, and what we always told the kids was what they do on the field, um, it echoes beyond the field. You know, the, uh, there was a, there were a few of my students from my sociology class that they ended up uh, um, creating a field trip so that they can get buses to get other students towards the game. So really being a part of seeing a a creative act and it it wasn't just all me like my principal was on board my athletic director was on board but when when a whole bunch of people come together and they have one mission and one goal and and it and it manifests you know so so that was big um two uh as a as a sociology teacher before i was a head coach i used to have motivational mondays and um, what I did with my ninth graders was I said, I don't teach third grade. I can't, you know, if, if, if a kid, if a kid poops his pants, you know what I'm saying? I can't reprimand him for that. He's in third grade, but as ninth graders, I don't care what your family situation is like. You can, and, and the example I used was you can be growing up on the Metro rail homeless. The only time that you can eat is, uh, when you're at school for breakfast and, and lunch. And if you right now start studying as a ninth grader for the sat for 20 minutes a day right be intentional and deliberate about studying for the sat for 20 minutes a day if you're intentional and deliberate about how you write down your assignments all write down all of your assignments in one place if you're you're detailed about that you get all a's and b's in your classes you have a great sat score you can single-handedly change your life by getting an academic scholarship flat out point blank period and then if you're a minority it's even more of the fact but the thing is, we have to lean into the things that we don't like, you know, the things that are harder, the things that we have to lean into. So I did that. And then like three or four years later, I came into my office and there was a letter on my desk and it was some, I don't even know who it is. Some girl was, she, she wrote it like, Hey, um, I was in your, uh, in your psychology class five years ago. Um, I was really homeless at the time. Everything that you said on Motivational Monday, I listened to and I busted my butt and I got a full academic scholarship to Columbia University. And it, it, it was, it was kind of weird because I have my regular students <laughs> and they'll listen to me. But then at times, my football players who I invest more time and more energy and more effort with don't. And so that's what really got me into that motivational concept of uh, like, how do you get through to somebody who won't listen? 
And that's what put me on, you know, writing books. Um, I, I wrote this this three part, and I guess the third thing is this motivational book series. Um, I'm an avid listener of motivation just because when I was building my football team, I said, I'm not trying to build football players, you know, like 0.005% of them will end up playing football for a living. What I'm trying to do is build men because we need men to build our civilization. We need men to good men become good fathers and good fathers make good children. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, it's a, there's more of a return. You know, I may not see it in the terms of, you know, all oh, this players in the NFL and this player there. But um, when I have different parents coming to me and, and excited about their their child being uh, more intentional and deliberate about what they're doing as it pertains to education, uh, that 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 pays its dividends, not only in just an internal feeling, but we are literally making the world a better place anytime we pour into the, to the future and the children. So. What I wanted to do was, when people think of motivation, I think they think of the Asian, the sensation, the the movement. Um, I I broke the I broke it down into first motive. You know, if if you're in Seattle, I'm in Miami. If I was to, uh, if you gave me your address and I was to plug it into the GPS, it would tell me where to go, how to get to you, but it has to also know where I am. So that's the first book that I wrote in trying to give people a better understanding of who they are from the two standpoints. Like one, you were born. So you have uh, personality traits, conscientiousness, agreeableness, neuroticism, extroversion, and openness. So I wanted to highlight those things so that kids could see that. Like I'm a conscientious person. I would go to work. I get up last year. I'd get up every morning at 404. I'd work out for an hour, get a meditation in for 30 minutes. And then, you know, I, I, I'm going to go. Um, I have to plan out my my breaks. I have to plan out my my rest and relaxation time. Um, there are other people who aren't conscientious, but as long as you can identify, because identifying when you identify something, you are including certain traits and you're excluding certain traits. And we don't like to look at both aspects. We 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 love to look at everything through a singular lens. Um, and then from a sociological standpoint, right? Somebody took care of you. You are your faith, family, friends, mass media, and education. Those five things from a sociological, from a society standpoint, mold you and build you. So wanted to give people a good understanding of those things just so that they could say, oh, okay, you know, you know, what is your family structure like? How do you attack the education system? And and then as a teacher, Everybody who is in education, everybody who is in school isn't going the academic route. You know, I tell my students, you have five, you have, you have five ways in which this can go. It can go, you can go to college, you can go to military, you can go to trade school, you can go right into the workforce, or you can go to your mom's couch, you know, but right now, those are your five options. Give me another option. Give me one. Now, if your dad is Elon Musk, if your dad is Jeff Bezos, <laughs> you got another thing coming. But those are your five options. So, uh, the, in, in, and like I tell them, the longer you wait to 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 uh, make that decision on which route you're going to go, it's like you're pulling a rubber band back. And the longer you wait, you're not going to let go from it on this side. You're going to let go from it on this side, and that's going to hurt. And it's not going to hurt me. It's going to hurt you. So the only thing that we've we, we like you are actually taking part in building your life, no matter what you think, no matter no matter what you do, we're a hundred percent invested in where we are, whether you like it or not. And then uh, getting into that is, we know that we can go through the same thing. And if I look at it as if it was pushed onto me, cortisol and stress comes up. If I look at it as a challenge. Dopamine comes out, the happy hormone, the seeking, my motivational systems. So letting kids know, like, look, everything you do, you're not going to like, right? If you liked everything, if you grew up in a palace where you had absolutely everything, the first thing you would do is throw something and try and smash it because we like excitement. We like adventure. That's why we, when we watch a football game, when we watch a basketball game, we don't want to see our team win by 50 points. 
when I watch the national championship, I want to see a back and forth game. I want to see a big hit here. I want to see a big play here. I want to see an inner. We want those ups and downs. But so we're interested in those ups and downs when we're watching it. But we don't think that we have to go through those for us to really, you know, man- manipulate and 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 uh, and create a, a a beautiful life. And it, and that's a it's a that's a contradiction. We need a challenge. And and after you conquer that challenge. You go right back to square one and look for the new challenge. So um, those are my, my my big three, you know, being able to build and, and, and cultivate, turn a, turn a losing team into a winning team, um, writing that the, the motivational book series. And then that one girl who was in my sociology class that I don't even remember who it is. Every time I talk, I talk about her so that hopefully, you know, she hears it one day and, and, uh, and we link up. So uh, those are my three. Incredible, incredible, incredible. Yeah, I love, I love uh, just your storytelling uh, capabilities and uh, and just your accomplishment, you know, no joke, no joke. Uh, I want to, yeah, man, yeah, man. I want to come to our audience members here in just a minute. Before we do that, I see a lot of uh, good, uh, you know, good statements around you, Roger. I see discipline on your T-shirt. I see courage behind you. Why do you have those around you? Okay. Well, yeah, I talked about the first book, right? That's where you are. You know, uh, my second book is, um, well, what is wisdom, right? Like, we, oh, wisdom means, right, again, defining words. Wisdom is the uh, intentional cultivation of virtues in the hopes of reaching our highest potential. So my three virtues that I focus on in the second book is courage, love, and discipline. Courage, because we, you know, courage is the willingness to act, looking into the future, knowing that good and bad things can happen. I can't just only think about the good. I have to think about the bad. I have courage to take the game-winning shot, knowing there's an opportunity and I might miss it, you know, and I still, I'm still with my eyes wide open, willing to take it. Um, Love. Love is my willingness to sacrifice myself for my future self, you know, for the, the, the person that will be there in 10 years, for the person that will be there in 20 years. I might want to eat a whole gallon of ice cream, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to work off the weight. So, you know, ha- having that love for yourself and then discipline, use the lessons and blessings from the past so that you can manipulate and maneuver in the future. So um, uh, the easiest one is I say courage. If you're being courageous in a practical manner, you've got to pay attention to the way that you eat. You got to pay attention to the way that you sleep and you got to pay attention to the way that you work out. And what I tell people is exercise. um, We know this exercise isn't about uh, getting abs. You know, exercise um, increases the brain differential neurotropic factor in your in your body in your system that, that that's bdnf comes from your muscles themselves when they're working and your liver and what that does is it goes into your hippocampus and your hippocampus is where your memories are stored so they're they're getting this research from people with dementia people with uh, alzheimer's um what exercise is doing for our brain like if if you do anything if you're being courageous like this body is yours, you know, like in 15 years and 20 years, it's yours. Are you being courageous? Are you, are you looking at the negative consequences behind what you eat? You know, I, and I, I, I tell people this all the time, like, yo, I'm not saying not to eat McDonald's. You know, I eat McDonald's like every Friday with my kids. We have happy meal Fridays. But what I am saying is you can't eat it every day. You can't eat junk every day. We know what sugar is doing to us. We know from looking from diabetes, looking from all of the diseases that we're seeing that like, yo, we have to be intentional and deliberate about it. Yeah, like if I eat bad, then I'll say, all right, exercise wise, I'm gonna burn that crap off or, or do whatever and be intentional about how we're living. So, um, so you know, the first book was find out who you are. The second book is, is Courage, Love and Discipline, only really talking about the main issues like love, I put, you know, study and scholarship, study from study our history, but from an objective study point of view, don't look at it subjectively like us versus, you know, not get out of the us versus them and just look at what's happening. Look at the whole story. Look at their side. Look at their side. Like we're here and the audience members, you, me, 
we're all having this conversation, but everybody is taking something a little bit different from it. Um, uh, uh, what do we know about the human being from a psychological standpoint? What does what 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 do we know uh, in general as a society from the psychological factors? Like learn about it because you're a human being. <laughs> like learn out about yourself again. Who knows that chair that you're sitting in better than the person who built it? And what I'm saying is build your chair. And that, but that's building your body. As you build your body, you know more about it. And now you have more knowledge of yourself. And then um, artistic creation, right? Creativity. We all like think about it throughout all of our sports, throughout all of the biggest stadiums between uh, Amazon spent a billion dollars on rings of power. The creative act is something that is so powerful for us as human beings that I'm like, why? Why is that? And I think it's because we are the creative act. You're not the same person when you're mad. You're not the same person when you're sad. You're not the same person when you're in love. So you're you're trying to integrate all of those different emotional drives. And when you bring them in unison in one, you have something beautiful and creative. And then the last one is um, uh, um, meditation, you know, a, a connection. But if you don't believe in anything, you're, oh, I'm an atheist. Or whatever. All right, well, then. You believe in what you see there's nature out there right we know that in grounding you can put your hand your feet on the naked earth and there's an electrical current that goes through your body go out there and think about that you know if you have a, if you if you if you are spiritual you know if you do believe in 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 the nun or you, whatever you believe i don't care whatever it is spend some time every single day connecting with that i think we worship money more than we worship that you know a, a relationship with a, on a spiritual sense and then love. So I broke them down like that. I didn't give all of the, I didn't give all of the science behind it. That's my third book that I'm working on now. I'm hoping to have that out by next November, but you know, I don't know. I see it is a monster. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's not for anybody. It's not to sell. It's for my kids. Cause as a high school teacher, I see so many kids coming in there that are lost. It doesn't matter how good a teacher I am. If a kid doesn't want to learn, I can't, I, really, I can't do anything. You know, I can talk to them, talk to them, talk to them. But if they don't really understand where they are or what they're doing or how they're hurting themselves, it's like, yo. So I wanted to give my kids that ability to, you know, summer going into ninth grade. This is who you are from a sociological standpoint, from a physio, uh, psychological standpoint, courage, love, discipline. And then the, the science, the hard science behind, you know, meditation, grounding, uh, yeah, all of the different things that I brought up. Will, willpower, intentional, deliberate, all of that. Well, it looks like we have a couple of other episodes to record together because I want <laughs> us to do a deep dive on each of your books. You know, I feel like this was just an initial conversation for, for us to uh, learn about each other. So hopefully we can get that done. But for now, I want you to take a few notes. Uh, we have incredible friends and family who have joined us. And I want you to note some of the things that they're going to share with us that, um, you know, that will that inspire you that you just want to comment on uh, towards the end. Uh, I know that Lavender is in a meeting somewhere. Uh, so she might not be able to speak. But I want to invite you anyway, Lavender, just say hello. If you can, speak about today's proverb and any comment to our special guest. I'll give you a moment. Hello. Hi, Simon. Hi, Roger. It's amazing hello, hello. to hear the conversation today. And um, I'm in an engagement at the moment, so I'll just leave it at that. Thank you so much, Simon. Excellent. Thank you, Lavender. Uh, and uh, Lavender is one of my colleagues at One Vibe. Uh, so I want to go to Stella, who is another colleague of mine at One Vibe. Uh, Stella, go ahead and speak about today's proverb. Share with us where you're joining us from. Uh, any comment to our guest? And also, if you want to speak about some of the things that uh, are going on at One Vibe that uh, excites you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Simon. Hello, everyone. Hello, Roger. Hello, I must hello. say that I've been motivated by your speech today. And uh, I loved when you say that if you want to do something, you just have to get out there and do it. And uh, that really spoke to me. 
and um, so at one vibe i do a lot of digital marketing uh do social media marketing and uh seo search engine optimization we create blog posts and right now the most exciting activities that we are doing are deal mostly with emap which is education music and arts program where we nurture talent especially for the youth yeah it's all about giving back to the community and uh, i once had someone say that if you want to be successful then you must serve people you must give people solutions and when you serve people then you create like a reward system for yourself a huge reward system that never ends so it's such an exciting opportunity and activity that that we've been engaged in moving on to today's proverb that talks about the good mother knows what her children will eat uh when i first saw this proverb it reminded me of long time ago when i was still young and i was sick one day i felt sick and my tummy was aching it was aching so bad <laughs> and i didn't know what to do and i i think i found myself alone in the house i think some people were engaged somewhere but i couldn't find my mom so <clears throat> i just left the house and went looking for her and i was crying so i was walking nearby just looking for her crying and then uh fortunately enough i met her on the way when she was coming back home and she was asking me why i was crying then i told her my tummy was aching and then she just smiled and she gave me some herb <laughs> it's called a catch i know you know it i was so she she i think she boiled it and gave it to me and it just disappeared so uh from that day i always looked at her like someone who has all the solutions to all my problems because whenever i would tell her whenever i would raise any problem with to her she would like come up with a solution so uh when i saw this proverb it it showed me how our mothers always try to find solutions and uh, even if you look at the nature we call it mother nature it just has a way of giving us solutions like sometimes the universe just watches you and you you could think that you're going through all the troubles in the world then it just presents you with all the solutions that you thought you didn't have so uh those are my thoughts thank you wonderful thank you stella those are incredible incredible uh, perspectives i appreciate you for being here uh and for giving us so much uh you know wisdom to uh to add to everything that our special guest has already shared with us now let's go to miss southern bell how are you today where are you joining us from and uh, what are your perspectives in regards to the proverb or uh comment to the conversation with our special guest so good morning all uh, this is miss southern bell um coming in from memphis tennessee and i first just like to say how much i've enjoyed all the jewels and wisdom uh, that's been shared uh, by your speakers this morning. Certainly when I hear of the proverb um, that the good mother knows what her children would eat, uh, it reminds me a lot of my mother, just as you all seem to have had wonderful mothers as well. And I can always remember, particularly when I was ill, similar to the, the young lady who spoke right before me, that my mother knew how to heal me. she knew what i needed and she anticipated what was wrong <laughs> before i could even tell her which makes me think you know as i went to see wakanda forever this past weekend and one of the the statements in black panther and in wakanda forever that always resonates to me that the mom says is show them who you are 
that oftentimes uh, our mothers know our purpose and they speak that life into us even before we understand what it is. And um, so I think, you know, that's something that resonates uh, with me as a person who was uh, 27 when I got my PhD. One of the things that I studied is I learned that a lot of times who we become has to be where our parents' expectations were for us. So once I had a, a group of minority students who were seeking their terminal degree and I asked them to all go home and ask their parents what they thought they would be, and they all said doctors, and they all became doctors. So to mm. me, again, I, you know, I, I just think parents, we owe so much to our parents because uh, they oftentimes are who give us our purpose in life before we're able to figure that out on our own. Um, and certainly they know what we need uh, before we can even voice it to them. So great. So great. Thank you so much. I deeply appreciate that. And I also appreciate you for your support, uh, consistency in joining us. is really, really uh, appreciated. I want to bring on Jermaine, my brother. How are you? Uh, where are you joining us from? And what are your thoughts in regards to today's proverb from Ghana? And also comments to our special guest. Yes, greetings, my brother. Yeah, man, Simon, give thanks for the space. You know, um, I've been sharing, you know, the links, you know, um, you know, spread the positive message. And Roger, incredible. You know, you're, you're very influential. You know, I like how you, you know, deliver and how you motivate, you know, people. It seems very natural. So I just pray that the most I will continue to give you the energy you know, to do what, you know, you are designed to do. It's clear. So just continue to influence. And Simon, you know, continue to link with brothers like those so you can, you know, place him, you know, in the right audience. You know, because as I said, I share the link. You know, millions of Africans, you know, millions of ghetto youths, you know, in Mississippi, Houston, Kingston, Trenchtown, Tivoli, you know, Flankers, you know, Diego, in Trinidad, Labintel, all over in the Caribbean, you know, in Africa, need to have positive um, role models that are not necessarily a sports star, you know, or, you know, an entertainer, you know, but just an educator, you know, somebody who you know, they can see, you know, to just use their natural gift, their, nat their natural intellect to, you know, prosper. So, Roger, you know, continue to do what you're doing. Um, regarding the Proverbs, you know, the proverb is very clear. And by the way, why I actually come in the room this morning, I see somebody special is in the room in a Simon, uh, one of the Jamaican, you know who it is, Simon. Yeah, yeah, Tioma, 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 right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tioma is incredible. <laughs> yeah, give her a special bless up, you know, and send some positive energy her way, you know, more love to Mama T. Um, yeah, so it's just more love. A parent, a mother knows best. You know, I used to believe, I'm not, perhaps I still believe, you know, because it, uh, it based off the Bible. Um, let's say, obey your parents in the Lord, you know, for this is good. And at one point, I used to tell my close friend, you know, listen to your mother. She might be telling you something that you don't, you don't agree with. But, you know, just listen to her by just being obedient to her. It will have a good outcome. You know, just listen, you know, obey, obey. You know, it might not make sense. You might not agree. But just, you know. Know that, you know, it's from a good, you know, source, you know, benefit to you. So, clearly, man, a good mother, clearly, a good mother knows best, you know, knows what best, you know, to feed her children. Yeah, man, it's clear. So, that proverb is not, you know, <laughs> you know, knocking my head too much, you know, because sometimes when I post the, 
the Lincoln status. You have different interpretation. People always have a different interpretation. It's not often you get a, you know a majority of persons saying the same, you know, the same exact word or sentiment. Uh, but this one, I think, you know, will you know will be fairly, you know, clear, you know, by saying that you know a good mother, a good mother know best, and you know, she will you know do what best for her children, you know, in all aspects. Not just in nutrition, you know, you know, but in counseling, you know, in 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 good, you know, growing up mannerism, grooming, you know, etiquette, all different type of subtle things that you know, even in cultural practice and mores and you know, you know, just to teach teach the youth and you know, I teach you know the son. You know how to treat a woman. You know, or treat a daughter, or teach a daughter how to be a good wife. You know, be a good you know young lady. It's just all goodness. You know that flows from a good mother. You know, and that's just my thoughts. You know, all right, Simon, continue to be a good father, same way. Blessing, my brother. I I, I deeply appreciate it. One of my dreams, uh, Jamaine, is to come to Jamaica. I want to come and uh, do some recording of the podcast in Jamaica in Miami I'm planning a tour next year so uh, you know if you would like to host me in your city you should you should send me a DM or on Instagram yes. <laughs> yes, we've been talking about sending a direct but follow me on Twitter I follow you on Twitter and, and on Instagram so follow me back and then we can move from there or just message me then that is that is the best thing you know I will message you because you know Mama T and I I'm sure we could, you know, make something happen where we could, you know, I would, I would bring love you that, yeah, for sure, for the sure. The audience, you know, I'm pulling Mama T, but I know the audience, you know, we, I know I have an audience, you know, you already have your audience, Roger, you know, have his audience, you know, everyone in the room have an audience when you think about it. So all we have to do is just con connect, you know, anywhere in the world, we can just connect and just connect and broadcast globally your people in the room you know on all continents right now so true. you're welcome anytime true man true i appreciate you i appreciate you let's go to brother art brother art where are you joining us from what are your thoughts on the proverb and any brief comment to our special guest today jamaine i appreciate you deeply peace and love family this is brother Art. i'm coming from the north carolina territory and um as far as the conversation between you and the brother, you know, I, I think it's very beautiful um, that, you know, he working with the students, especially the young males, and um, teaching them to be intentional. You know, because for, for a long time growing up, not having positive role model, male role models in my life, you know, I, I lack direction. And for, you know, somebody to be... Uh, giving them a lesson, uh, motivation, direction, and discipline that's very important at that stage in their life. And, I, you know, I want to give him mad props for all that he's doing uh, with that. And um, as far as the proverb is concerned, uh, the good mother knows what her children will eat. I'm going to uh, go at it a little, little differently. Um in, in uh, the teachers of Noble Drew Ali, he said, you know, hold a woman to higher esteem because, you know, the, na the nation can only raise as high as the woman. Being that the, the woman is the first teacher of the children, right? So I, I look at uh, a good mother knowing what her children want to eat, meaning a good mother has something of substance to put in her children. Because now a lot of mothers just give their children a cell phone or a tablet and let them raise the child. You know what I'm saying? But a good mother is going to put knowledge, wisdom, or, or something, or substance in between the children, the child's ear to get them the ability to think for themselves and to grow and, and blossom into a, a productive adult. And I'll park my plane right there. It's Brother Art. Peace and love, fam. Peace and love to you, Brother Art. Let's go to Kiden and then back to you, Roger. Hey, Kiden. Uh, by the way, I would love for you all to follow Kiden. She's also an amazing podcaster. 
and uh, you know she has a lot going on that I think you should all be a part of so Kiden share your thoughts on the proverb and any comments to Roger thank you so much for being here Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much, Simon, for inviting me to share my thoughts. And good morning, everyone and Roger. Um, I really enjoyed listening to uh, Roger's nuggets and all the things that he shared. Um, and I just love how he's he's passionate about pouring into his students, which is so inspiring. And um, I really believe, like, aside from our parents, teachers are the other group of people we spend a lot of time with in our upbringing. So it's so important to have quality teachers uh, and educators like Roger. So thank you so much for, for just sharing a lot of good stuff today. Um, as far as the proverb, wow, I could say so many things, um, but I agree with what everyone mentioned. We all have stories. Uh, about how our moms were there for us and helped us. Um, when I think about the word eat at the end of the proverb, uh, it makes me think about more than food also. It makes me think about like how brother, uh, brother was mentioning um, like the tablets and the cell phones. I think about uh, how we are helping our children grow mentally and spiritually, so not just the food that they're eating, but you know, monitoring what they're watching, um, the games they're playing and things like that, it's so important. And the last thing I wanna say is, uh, when you think about what Kyrie Irving is going through in the media right now, um, I think maybe it was like a week or two ago, he, he, he said something about his mother, like, you know, thank goodness, you know, my mother raised me to be the man that I am. And so this kind of ties back into the proverb and like the way he's dealing with the media is so graceful. Like I haven't seen him like lash out or um, bring more negative attention to himself. He's kind of just dealt with the whole thing in just a peaceful calmness, even in his press releases. And to me also that's inspiring and it speaks to how his parents, how his mother, how his parents raised him, what kind of man they raised him to be. So I just want to park my plane right there. Thank you again, Simon. Thank you everyone. And I want to, I want to shout out this podcast. I think it's so awesome. It's like, it's like you're in the desert and you want water. So to me, this is like a glass of water, like every morning. It's so inspiring and so beautiful. And I, I can't wait for the rest of the world to hear about it and join in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kiden. Uh, I deeply appreciate uh, you uh, for everything you just said and also for the work that you do with your own podcast. And, uh, you know, I can't wait for us to collaborate more. Uh, Kiden also participated in Madaraka Festival that I produce. Uh, this August, so she's in Florida, but she was in Seattle for that. Uh, so we continue building, you know, across boundaries, and really that's what this platform is for. So now we are back to you, my brother Roger. Uh, I just want you to share maybe uh, uh, three uh, things that you heard from our audience members that moved you, and then share with us how we can stay in touch with you. Uh, but importantly, where can we get your book? you know where can we get your book so that we can support you our wonderful wonderful brother for some reason i lost roger so we will give him a few minutes so that he can join us again um you know today has been an incredible time here uh you know with the african father in america podcast uh, we've been you know slowly going through um you know, and deepening our understanding of this uh, incredible Ghanaian proverb that um, has been the center of our conversation today. And, uh, you know, my special guest, as you all know, has been Roger Poland, who is an author and teacher and, uh, you know, football coach and a father. And so, you know, for me, uh, having guests like this really, really uh, affirms why we do this work, you know. Uh, you can't you can't really scratch your own back. I think that's another African proverb that is coming up this week. You can't scratch your own back. You know, somebody else has to scratch your back. So uh, I'll bring back Roger so that he can help us wrap up our conversation for today. Roger, can you hear me? Okay. 
Roger is here, but he's frozen. Uh, let's just give him a minute uh, so that he can settle in. Uh, I just want to check in with everyone who is watching on YouTube and everyone who is listening in on Clubhouse. Make sure you're following me. Uh, you know, if you haven't followed me on Instagram, that's a good place for us to stay connected because that's where uh, after this conversation, we post a short video clip uh, as an Instagram reel. Uh, just summarizing what we talked about and also sharing the three nuggets of wisdom that, uh, you know, that we shared at the beginning of this conversation. And also, before this podcast uh, is broadcasted, we also go live, we, we also share the post, um, you know, with it uh, on, on Instagram so that, let's see if Roger comes back here. Just give me a moment. There you are. Can you hear me now, Roger? Can you hear me? Yes, 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 yes. Excellent, Sorry. excellent. So um, I'll come straight to you so that you can just uh, wrap up the conversation for us. Just reflect on what you had our contributors give us today and then share with us where we can get your book, you know, your books and also how we can stay connected with you. Okay, perfect. Um, the first, I didn't get everybody's name. The first guest would said uh, everything kind of stood out. The thing that stood out was just do it, like go out and do it. And what I tell everybody with that is we, we know this story. Like if you look at Shrek, right? Shrek is a monster who goes to a castle. Who does he go to the castle with? He goes to the castle with a donkey, with a fool. And in a castle, who entertains the king? The gesture. You have to risk being a fool anytime you want to do something new. It just that's just the way it is. Now, it's you have to be a fool, especially because it's new, because like 50 people went off in that direction and they didn't come back. For so for whatever reason, the monster inside of you that you have built and torn, you're the one person to go over there and and come back with the dragon's head and with the princess, the prince with the Hello? Okay. I hear you. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Okay. Um, anyone can identify problems, be a person that finds solutions. You know, I tell my children, hey, look, you you guys, um, you guys can always tell me a problem. A little kid can always say that's a problem. Anybody can identify a problem. It's about building and integrating the information that you need to build in order to become a solution bringer. Um, Southern Bell said, show them who you are from the Black Panther. And I think what we're missing in our society right now is we keep on trying to conflate that what you have is who you are. And that's not like, you don't get being from having, you get having from having, and you get being from being, but the more that you can build yourself and you're the better you can be, it's the more that you can get and have. That doesn't mean that the more that you can have, it's the more that you can be. And that's what we're seeing uh, today. Um, see, it's separating what's true versus truth, right? Like there's, it was true at one point that everybody thought that the earth was flat. We found out that that's not truth. It was, it was true at one point that because of the color of your skin, you could be, uh, that you were less educated or you were a beast or animal. What's truth isn't necessarily what's true. So we are always, I think that's the beauty of life, we are always trying to find out what is truth. Um, and then um, he said, not just in nutrition or, or any facet in being. I call, I call them the unwritten rules. There's the unwritten rules about how we live. There's the unwritten rules about how we are. There's the unwritten rules about how to treat a lady, how to treat your children, how to treat yourself. Um, and then art, uh, it's the same thing. I, I tell my daughter, I have, I have a boy-girl twins. Um, we keep on thinking that the king makes the queen. And that, that doesn't make any sense. You know, The woman populates the city. The king defends it. So it's the queen who makes the king. Because a king by himself, he's going to wither away and die. Without the queen, without the producer, without the reproducer of, of everything, you don't have anything. So it's queens who make kings, and we've looked at it in a different way because of 
all of the production. And then, um, and then Caden said again, like it's more than just food when we talk about eating. Um, my books can be found on Amazon, the book everyone can read, and uh, Courage, Love, and Discipline, you know, Pyramid. And, um, and I have a, a, a website, motiveandmotivation.com, and my, uh, my Instagram is at one Roger Pollard. So I'm always posting motivation, always posting different philosophical thoughts, different spiritual thoughts. It's, it's what I like to do, so I figured I might as well do it. Incredible, incredible, my brother. I will make sure I, I re we reach out to you uh, for another conversation, just really focusing on each of your books. Uh, but I commend you for the discipline and the courage and the love, uh, you know, and also all the work that you've put in into who you are. Uh, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy, especially being black in America and also being able to, um, you know, fight your own fights internally and get to a place where you can actually help other people the way you are so uh, congratulations and uh, this is the end of our conversation today so for those who are watching on youtube again thank you so much you know it means a lot that you're all still here with us uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel make sure you give this video a thumbs up but if you're watching it later on after the, the live recording leave your comments uh, down below so that we know what today's proverb from Ghana means to you. Uh, if you're going to be listening in, especially on Apple, where the African Father in America is now a five-star rated podcast, make sure you also rate this podcast there. Subscribe over there as well. Brother Roger, thank you, and uh, take great care of yourself. African Father in America you are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo live from Seattle, Washington.